What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. The first weekend of the NFL is over and done with. We've got 17 more weeks to go, and I'm so looking forward to this season. I know Jets fans, though, my gosh. When it came to this NFL season, you look at all the fan bases. If you took a poll, if there was some study, who was the most excited fan base out of all the league? It would have been the Jets. And now they've got to be the most disappointed fan base in the entire league. I know there's some New Yorkers in this audience. I got a lot of South Floridians in this audience, too. And you guys care about the Miami Dolphins being 1-0. The Dolphins are in the AFC East, as we know. And now, from a Dolphins perspective, things just got very interesting. I know there's a big writer's strike going on in Hollywood, but none of them could have written a series of events like we've got right now. People joke online, this is all part of the script. You could not write this script. I think one person in the world made up this script. Some random person on Twitter, formerly Twitter, now X. The person randomly said two and a half hours before kickoff that Aaron Rodgers was going to rupture his Achilles on the turf at MetLife and his season's going to be over. And incredibly, that's exactly what happened. Just nuts. Absolutely nuts. Now, people are (laughs) writing to this guy, this random guy, saying, hey, please tell me this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Hey, just give me the lottery numbers. So unlucky for the Jets. You never want to see anybody get hurt. This opens the door for a lot of teams in the AFC. And that may not be the the thing to look at right when that injury happens. But now, the day after, reality has set in. Aaron Rodgers out for the season. Only four snaps with the Jets. 0 for 1 in his Jets career. And the question becomes, actually there's several questions, but as far as Rodgers is concerned, will he ever play again? That could have been it. 39 years old, you want to go through all that rehab and mm, you feel bad. You really do. I know some of you don't. Like, oh, no, come on. Now that opens the door for the Dolphins. And yes, it does. But when you first bring this up in a conversation, I just feel like the, the personal side of it. And I don't go as deep as, oh, well, what does it matter? He's getting $35, $40 million, $50 million. He, He's got millions in the bank. You just – I don't think that way right off the bat. Sure, Rodgers is going to be fine. <laughs> he's going to be uh, doing a whole lot better than somebody else who is like playing in a flag football game at a park and ruptures their Achilles. But still, we're talking in the sports world, the professional sports world, and – I feel for him, I really feel for the Jets fans, the Jets fans who invested money, season tickets. It's not like they're going to 
only win one game, like last night was the only one. They still got a good team, just they don't have a quarterback. But people bought jerseys. Oh, my gosh. Just unreal. I know we hear any given Sunday. Obviously, it's any given Monday, too. Well, our teams in South Florida, we've got a lot to be excited about. We're coming off of a huge weekend. I talked a lot about it yesterday where the Canes got that statement win against the Aggies. The Dolphins went out to Los Angeles, took care of the Chargers. FIU even picked up a big win at home, and now they look like they've got a quarterback. The Gators won. The Knowles won. Almost everyone won. Yes, FAU, I'm looking at you, all right? Yeah, you guys in Boca tuned in right now? The heck? Messing this all up, losing to Ohio? Come on, Owls. Pretend this is basketball or something. Still, there's a lot of happy football to be discussed. The biggest story, and of course it does tie with the Dolphins, is what I mentioned right off the top, Aaron Rodgers. And across the country, that is the biggest story, especially when it's involving New York. When something happens in New York and all of the league is impacted, it's going to be a huge story. On this show... And this is the way I've been for 15 plus years. I keep this show local. I focus on the South Florida sports teams and the South Florida sports fans. I do bring up national topics and national stories when it crosses over. This one, of course, crosses over. It's the AFC and it's the AFC East. This will at least we believe, have an effect on the Miami Dolphins. It should have a direct impact on the Miami Dolphins' path to the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? And also the success in any possible playoff games the Miami Dolphins have. So it's a monstrous story across the league, and it's a really big story in South Florida because it 100% should affect the Miami Dolphins. So I'm doing the show where I was last night as well watching that game here in lovely Medellin, Colombia! I will be headed back to South Florida on a Saturday. I'll be in Miami for the weekend. I've got my poker tournament coming up Tuesday at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. I hope to see a lot of you there Tuesday night, September 19th. It is one week from today. $10,000 guaranteed in the prize pool, and it's only $150 to buy in. Cards in the air at 6 p.m. next Tuesday night. You could register until exactly 8.55 p.m., So I hope to see you there playing in my tournament. It happens every month, the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament inside the Poker Room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood next Tuesday night. And I'll also be doing the show that afternoon uh, from inside the Poker Room as well. But right now, I need to focus on a few things that have to be discussed. 
Very important in the sports world and very important in South Florida. But I can't get to any of it until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. When you think of the New York Jets organization, everything that went on last night, everything that's being talked about today, it's the most Jets thing that could have ever happened. Nobody ever pulls for an injury. If you pull for an injury, then I I don't even want to be your friend. The NFL is definitely worse off without Aaron Rodgers playing. Robert Sala said last night the injury was bad. We all knew it. We saw the replays. You could just tell what the result today was going to be. It was confirmed around like 9 or 10 a.m., at least publicly, that it's a ruptured Achilles, like fully ruptured, and Aaron Rodgers is done for the season. You could tell. The Jets, they knew. What's really hurtful for a Jets fan and I'm not a Jets fan but I feel for Jets fans because there was all of this excitement heading into this season Aaron Rodgers was a Green Bay Packer he goes into this darkness retreat he comes out of the retreat as a New York Jet the Jets are on hard knocks they get all the media coverage Aaron Rodgers runs out last night carrying the American flag. It's 9-11 in New York. The building goes crazy. And a few minutes later, that's it. It's over and he's done. From a Miami Dolphins perspective, are they better facing the Jets without Aaron Rodgers? Of course. You'll hear Dolphins players say, oh, we wanted to face Aaron Rodgers. And I'm sure they did. They they probably wanted to face him. But as far as wins and losses, do you want to face Aaron Rodgers? Not saying you're happy he's hurt. I'm just saying from a standpoint of do you want Rodgers on the Jets, even in the offseason? You think Dolphins fans in the offseason when asked, hey, do you want Aaron Rodgers to play for the Jets? You think they're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they don't want him to play for the Jets. It's different. It's a different feeling once he signs with them or gets traded, whatever you want to call it, and then he gets hurt. You're not celebrating or something that shouldn't be celebrated, but the reality is the Dolphins will now face the Jets and they won't have Aaron Rodgers. So the Jets being without Aaron Rodgers opens up a huge hole for every team in the AFC East to run through. But I'm not here to talk about the Bills solely. I'm not here to talk about solely the Patriots. I mean, I'll get into the Patriots because the Dolphins play them Sunday night. I'm here to talk about the Miami Dolphins. A hole was just opened up for them. Will they run through it? If Tua stays healthy for the entire season. If he's out there for 17 games or 16, you know, the last one he can rest. That would obviously give the Miami Dolphins 
their best chance. Now, the Jets are a completely different team without Aaron Rodgers, but they're still good. If Rodgers had stayed healthy, watching them play overall would have been wow because that defense, it's absurd. They got a great front seven. They got a saucy secondary. They got a dang good D. Big Quinn and Williams in the middle. It's a really good defense. And the Jets also have an outstanding running game. Brees Hall back, and as you saw last night, that dude, just like when he played earlier in the season last year, he's a stud. The Jets, they've got some playmakers at receiver. We all saw the crazy TD catch last night by Garrett Wilson. And the Jets wound up winning the game on special teams. So if they still had Aaron Rodgers, they would have been a legit Super Bowl contender from what I saw last night. It's not just hype. It's a really good football team, but now things are a lot different. With Zach Wilson at QB, the Jets are not a legit Super Bowl contender. At least I don't believe so. You could go back and say, oh, well, they had Mark Sanchez for years and they were going to the AFC championship game. Zach Wilson, he's not a quarterback that a serious team is going to run out there. Look at the AFC QBs. Just to name some, Mahomes, Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Allen, Zach Wilson, give me a break. Yes, Wilson will get more comfortable. He totally did not expect to be in there. Out of all seasons, come on. They bring in Aaron Rodgers, this dude's thinking I'm never going to play. I'll never see the field. Now the play calling is going to change because you go from an all-time great to a dude who was a draft bust. So Wilson had to be very surprised to get in there. He might get better, but Zach Wilson's Jets, they can be toppled by the Miami Dolphins. Now let's see what the Jets will do roster-wise. Signing a quarterback immediately is one thing, but over the next week or so, I think the Jets owe it to their fans to go out and get a true veteran. Not a quick, okay, we need a QB on the roster, but go out and get a vet. And I'm sure you've read and heard all the rumors and players coming out of retirement. There's a whole list. When I see Tim Tebow's name on the list, it's a little ridiculous, but there's not a whole lot really out there though the Dolphins signing Mike White seems to be smarter and smarter but if the Jets insist on running out Zach Wilson the rest of the season they're not going to be a serious Super Bowl contender and I think they owe it to their fans to really bring somebody in that can just help this team by being more of a veteran just really, really help them, not from the sideline, but on the field, in the huddle. 
Because like I said, they've got some talented wide receivers. they got a stud at running back, and they got Dalvin Cook, and they got a great defense. So the Jets losing their quarterback opens up an opportunity for the entire AFC and specifically the AFC East. And here in South Florida, the Miami Dolphins. People will say, well, wait a minute, you still have the Bills in the division. And yes, that is true. The Bills did not move out of the division. What I saw last night from the Buffalo Bills, though, and Josh Allen was a a turnover machine. Three picks to the same dude and a fumble uh, back in his own end. I'm not saying that Josh Allen was on the take, but the Hard Rock app will be back in a few weeks, so maybe he got like a demo version or something. What a bad performance. My gosh. I'm just not so sure about the Bills, and I wasn't sure about them going into the season before I saw them last night. It feels like there's just something missing with Buffalo. Maybe it was just okay game one and the Jets defense is really good. But the Bills look like they're stuck in the mud to me. And now that I've seen all the teams in the AFC East play, I will make a classic week one overreaction, and I'm okay with that. The Patriots had a gritty effort against the Eagles, but they did not win. We saw the Jets and Bills last night. The Jets quarterback situation is a mess. The Miami Dolphins have a way better QB and lots of great players on offense. Their defense for sure needs to get better. But the AFC East is there for the taking. And if the Dolphins can stay healthy, they've got as good of a shot as anyone. Look at it this way. What happened to the Jets is horrendous. But imagine any other team if they lose their quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, if if he's out, where would the Chiefs go? If Josh Allen's out, where would the Bills go? If Tua's out, where would the Dolphins go? Almost every single team that loses their starting quarterback week one for the year, they would be in big trouble. There are some teams in the NFL where you would say, Eh, it's really not going to make that much of a difference because you're looking at a rookie. And But for the Bills, for the Dolphins, for the Chiefs, for many teams in this league, you lose your quarterback, you're going to have a completely different squad. And that is why when we think we know anything about the NFL, it's like, think again. Because you just never know what's going to happen. I know the Jets have a super talented roster, and I know that because I just watched them play last night, but Aaron Rodgers would have made them so scary, and now they're not. And one has to wonder if he'll ever play again. He went into a darkness retreat to supposedly ponder his future, so... Is he really going to push himself through that rehab to come back next season? Or will he just say, that's it, that's a career for me? There's time for him to think about that. It's probably the last thing he's thinking about right now. Maybe not the last, but certainly uh, one of them on the list. As far as Jets fans go, as I said a bit ago, I think the organization owes it to them to at least start making some phone calls like serious 
phone calls. Think about if, and we don't want this to happen, of course, but think about if the Dolphins had a serious injury and the the story going into the season was Tua. What if Tua goes down? You think Stephen Ross is just going to say, all right, we're going to ride with Mike White and Skylar Thompson? You don't think he's going to start making like serious phone calls to figure something out? So I think the Jets, they, they should do that. The Jets believe they can win the Super Bowl. They just need a quarterback. All right, I want to focus more on the Miami Dolphins and what they've got coming up this week, and I'll do that in just a moment. If you want to focus on excitement during the week right now, even on a Tuesday night, head on over to Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, where you'll be surrounded by gorgeous... The reason Dean's Gold is the ultimate gentleman's club... The beautiful ladies that you'll see there the minute you walk in the doors, they come from all over the world. So many different countries are represented at Dean's Gold. You will have yourself an incredible night or even early morning. I say that because Dean's Gold is open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 a.m., You want to watch a sporting event at night? You could do that at Dean's Gold and be entertained during every commercial break. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard that's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with beautiful women who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that. Only one building. It is the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. I went 9-7 and seven against the spread in my 14th annual football pick'em challenge, but the winner for the week went 13-3. and three. Congratulations to Ray C., who gets a $100 gift card to Joe's Stone Crab in Miami Beach. And he's also got the lead now for the year since there's only been one week of football played. And whoever has the lead at the end of the season, they will fly away with a guest to Costa Rica, all thanks to the Costa Rica dental team. If you did not sign up for my 14th annual football pick'em challenge, it is not too late. Head on over to SlaterScoops.com and get ready for week two because every single week you've got a chance at that $100 gift card to Joe Stone Crab in Miami Beach. Again, head to slaterscoops.com. Sunday night is big for the Dolphins. You could say every game is big, and that's probably true. But you're looking at a road division game, and you only get three of those all season. It's a game that will be nationally televised, Sunday night football. If the Dolphins can make a statement, if Tua can continue to own Bill Belichick, and they would have a game on New England, given all the turmoil with the Jets and that mess in Buffalo, I would say the AFC East would look even better for them. But the other outcome could be a loss. And if the Dolphins lose Sunday night in New England, it'd be time to slow down a little bit, right? Maybe get the house in order, do a little cleaning up before booking tickets to Vegas for the Super Bowl. The Patriots do have some strengths. The Miami Dolphins' run defense was really bad Sunday. And New England, they can run the football. 
Bill Belichick coached defenses are always ready. Those free releases across the middle of the field, the ones that the Dolphins receivers were enjoying all day in Los Angeles, do we think those opportunities are going to be there Sunday night? I just don't feel like this is going to be easy. Going to Foxborough, picking up a W, Sunday night football, not saying the Dolphins can't do it, but it's just not going to be easy. Uh, Mac Jones, he's not good. We know two is much better. So that's an advantage for the Miami Dolphins, but there's a lot of improvements that need to happen. I feel better about the Dolphins' chances today with the division than I did yesterday. I think we all do. But for this specific game on Sunday night, what happened last night to the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, even though they got a win, it's a dagger. And maybe that will pump the Dolphins up a little bit more, knowing that they have a better opportunity at the division now, and it'll make them play even, even better and stronger. But we're talking about an NFL game, and those players, if they're not going all out for a week two game in New England, then what are they doing in the league? So I don't think it'll have an extreme case or any difference in the way the Dolphins play on Sunday night. Bill Belichick, he's going to be ready. Everyone has seen that video, including uh, Bill and everyone on his coaching staff and all the players of what the Chargers were able to do against Miami on the ground and what Miami's defense was not able to do for almost the entire game except for the last two plays against the Chargers. So New England 100% will be ready and will get a much better idea of how good this Dolphins team will be. Because you start 2-0, and two wins on the road, one a divisional win, both of them being conference Ws, I would call that a monstrous start. And that is staring the Dolphins right in the face. Something you could be staring at right in front of you, live racing at Gulfstream Park. Every single week right now during the sunshine meet at Gulfstream Park, you will see races live right in front of you. And I highly suggest going to their trackside restaurant, 10 Palms. You're going to have a great view of the races right there. The AC is kicking inside their trackside restaurant. Get yourself a nice table. Have a fantastic meal. You get to see the races live right there in front of you. And you can wager on them, of course. You don't even have to wager that much. 10 or 20 cents could make you thousands of dollars. I see that happen all of the time. So check out Gulfstream Park live racing every single week. It is their sunshine meet happening right now in our own backyard in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. Besides Monday night football, I was watching the Miami Marlins last night. I love the fact that I could do a segment on the Marlins here approaching the middle of September. Not just a mention, but an actual segment because their games matter right now. There's only 18 of them left but what a terrible start to this series in Milwaukee the Marlins entered play yesterday just half a game out of the third wild card spot they go into Milwaukee the first of four and they get steamrolled Jesus Lazardo gave up a leadoff homer and 
just that home run would have been enough offense for the Brewers to win it. They wind up winning 12 nothing, but they only needed that one homer to lead off the game, and that was it. The Diamondbacks, they rallied last night against the Mets, two late runs, and now they're a game and a half ahead of the fish for that final spot. The Marlins are going to see a steady dose of Milwaukee, too. They got 19 games left and six more against the Brewers. So if the Brewers are going to own the Marlins, well, then they're not going to make the postseason. The Brewers will. The Marlins won't. They got to figure out a way to play better against Milwaukee. Jesus Lazardo was not good last night. The only thing the Marlins have going for them, even though time is running out, is that every time I think, okay, that's it, heck of a run, they're probably finished. Like, hey, credit to them for a fun season. Good on Kim Ang for going for it at the trade deadline other than David Robertson because she did do well. But every time I start to mentally think that, the Marlins get hot. They win a few games. Right now to me, and I was completely correct when I said this a couple of weeks ago that the Marlins had to win six in a row. Right now to me, the Marlins need to win the next three games in Milwaukee. They got to win this series three to one. No split. You got to win the next three starting tonight. So if the Marlins can win three in a row, they're right back in this thing. But a split in this series, or even worse than that, the Marlins are in big trouble. And not having Sandy or Jorge Soler right now it doesn't make anything easier. I just hope this team finishes strong because I love the fact that it's football season, yet the Marlins are still in this wild card race and still have a legitimate shot of getting a wild card spot where I get on a plane and head to Milwaukee, hopefully with a better result than last night. And speaking of better results, a lot of you want to see better results when it comes to your money, your bank account. You want to think about retiring. It is never too early to start thinking about retiring and taking more trips, more vacations. Contact Trajan Wealth because Trajan Wealth, located locally in Palm Beach, they can get you on the right track. Trajan Wealth, they will design a plan based around your goals, which is the most important part. You might be thinking, you've got everything down, you know what you're doing. Contact Trajan Wealth because it's going to cost you nothing to set up a meeting with them. Visit their site, TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or call them. The number is 561-390-1000. That's 561-390-1000. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. I certainly have a lot to discuss on this Tuesday afternoon with Uncle Luke, Luther Campbell. Luke, I'm sure you watched a lot of football this weekend and that game last night. Aaron Rodgers now out for the season. Maybe even his career is finished. So when you see that, when you hear that, what are you thinking about when it comes to the Jets? Well, when I see that, I, I feel sorry for the Jets because, again, arguably they have probably the best defense in the NFL. 
uh, next to my Cowboys who shut out the Giants. But at the end of the day, I just think that's that's hardcore, you know, for for Aaron Aaron Rodgers. That's 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 hard. You don't you don't want to see a guy, you know, career possibly end it, you know, especially at his age, you know, go down like that in an injury. You know, that was going to be a very exciting division, you know, with the Jets finally turning the corner and being competitive after all these years, you know, and going up against Tua. I was looking forward, you know, as a football fan to see him go up against Tua, go up against, you know, uh, the Bills like he did last night in these epic games in this division, you know, and then go over to play New England. So at the end of the day, you know, but – when, when you see football. when you see that though, Luke, and I know you're a Cowboys guy, but you go to Dolphins games. Yes, um, yes. If you're a Dolphins fan, I get, I understand what you what you said, Luke. Where you want to you want to see him face your team. You want to go up against Aaron Rodgers. But once it all kind of winds down now, like oh gosh, you feel bad. As a Dolphins fan, don't you look at this as an opportunity? Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I'm a Dolphin fan because of the city. I'm not like, like, it's not like me as a Cowboy fan, you know, but I mean, it, it's just, I guess the, the answer to that is I don't, no matter whether I'm a fan or not, you know, for me, I don't see, I don't like a person going down, ending their career, you know, affecting, you know, Affecting their job, obviously affecting their family. You know what I'm saying? Even though he's going to get fifty-two million dollars, you know, at the end of the day, you know. But I, I just don't like seeing players. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, "Okay, Aaron Rodgers is is down and out. That's an opportunity for the Dolphins. They don't have to deal with him now. You need to look forward." But, 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 to, but hold um, on, let me stop playing there. against the Bills. You know that that's not that's okay, not cool. But, at but all. hold on a minute. Because you're a football coach, too. You're a fan. You're a coach. You're a lot of different things. As a football coach, I mean, yeah, nobody ever wants to see anybody get hurt. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers get hurt. But, Luke, as a football coach, I mean, your approach now with the division and specifically against the Jets has got to be completely different, no? Well, your approach has to be different, yeah, because you're uh, preparing for the backup quarterback, you know, as as your approach. But – we all, as coaches, we want to play against the best. I'm playing against Northwestern this Thursday night at Trash Pound Stadium. Their starting quarterback is hurt. I want him to play. I want to beat the best. I want to. I want him to be on the field. You know what I'm saying? And we beat their whole team. And you know, not with an asterisk. Not with oh, if Aaron Rodgers was here, it would have been a different outcome. No, 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 no. You know, you want, you want, you want to beat the best. When you uh, when you have the competitive spirit, you know, as a coach, now as a fan, you know, who's putting money on the game and all that, and worrying about their team getting to the Super Bowl, as a fan, most fans will be like, oh, they're happy that a guy went down, so they won't have to worry about that guy potentially preventing them from getting to the Super Bowl where they want to try to go at. But, Luke, what would you say for Jets fans? And you know there's a lot of New Yorkers in South Florida and in this audience. What do you say to Jets fans who were all hyped up, bought Aaron Rodgers jerseys, the dude throws one pass in his Jets career, four snaps, and may not ever play again? 
like, what do you say to a Jets fan? I say to Jets fans, hey, look, you know, it's football. Everybody is one play away from ending their career on any given play. You know what I'm saying? But I know how Green Bay Packers fans are sitting there, sitting, sitting there looking at it. Oh, he shouldn't have never left the Packers. Oh, he, he should now. He will never be a Jet. He will always be a Packer. His career is over. As, as he would never play for another NFL team. We knew it. Boom. You know, they're, they're sitting there uh, uh, happy, probably happy that the man got injured and that he did not get the opportunity to play for another team. You know, so it's a whole lot of variables uh, around that, but you just have to be a good person to not want another person injured, you know, possibly ending his career. You know, on no level, whether you're a garbage man that fell off the truck or whether you are a secretary at the office, you don't want you don't, you know, you don't see nobody's career ended and their livelihood taken away from them. Uncle Luke Luther Campbell with us here on the Andy Slater show on a Luke Tuesday. Luke, that's obviously the, the big news around sports, the NFL and, and everywhere. But let's rewind here a little bit. This is the first opportunity I get to chat with you after the University of Miami takes down Texas A&M this past Saturday. Would you call that victory an impressive uh, win for the program? And where do you see the Canes now after two games? I would call that the most impressive win in the last 10 or 15 years at the University of Miami. You know, and, and, I, and I don't say that in a joking manner. I say it from the standpoint of you see the progress and you see, rem, you see some similarities of the old hurricanes. Not we're back yet. That's still yet to be t- determined. But you see us playing hardcore, hitting, tackling, uh, getting after it on defense. You know, with Lance, you see the offense of weapons being used in the proper manner. You know, being. You know, you see the offensive line blocking. You see us getting to where we need. You see the quarterback play of old. You know what I'm saying? And you see the aggressive style of, of football. You know, and, uh, I, I, you know, that was, you know, playing against Texas A&M, an SEC school, one of the top ones with all them five-star players on their team, Jimbo Fisher, who's won national championships, making $80 billion a year. At Texas A&M to take them down at the Orange Bowl with no people, with no people in it, and no fan support. People here should be should be sickened that they prefer going to see Messi over their own hometown team. You know that 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 was a big win. That was a big win, big statement for the program. And on top of it, they had a ton of recruits there at the game. Luke, moving forward, real quickly to the following day, that would be Sunday. Uh, do you think, and I know it's only one week, but do you think Tua and Tyreek are going to be able to be stopped? I, I'm, listen, let me let me just say this. You know, for one guy to get, you know, I love what Tua and Tyreek did on, on, on week one. But at the end of the day, it's a team sport. They're going to need the entire team to participate. You know, that's kind of hardcore for one guy. You catch all them balls, you know, to be able to last in this grueling season, a whole season doing that, you're not going to do it. He's not going to do 250 yards again until maybe the playoffs. 
you know, uh, uh, that that can't happen. You're gonna need a, you're gonna need the rest of the team to, to show up. You're gonna need the defense to show up. The defense played absolutely horrible. You know, all that money they spent on on all those defensive players. I know some not available, but you're gonna you're, you're gonna need this defense to show up. You're gonna need more more weapons and McDaniel's getting the ball to more people other than just Tyreek. You know, on the offensive side. So yeah. That was an epic, historic, you know, performance by them too. But you're down the line. You're not going to win many games if you're just going to depend on uh, Tyreek uh, and running them up and down the field by itself. So you're not you're not okay. And I think everybody could agree with you, Luke, that the defense did not play well. But you're not okay, Luke. With you know what? In the end, the defense showed up when they absolutely had to, and those were those two plays on the final drive. No, I'm not okay with that. That's a problem. You're not going to – you got to – listen, this is a long season. This, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And trust me, people are, people are game planning right now against Tyreek. They're game planning right Yeah, Yeah, it's difficult to, to, to deal with him, but when you look at the game planning, when I'm pretty sure when they look at that film, they're going to look at the fact whether Tua is, is looking at other people, whether he's going through his progressions, and then they're going to look at, hey, look, we can get 28 points from from uh, their defense because the defense is horrible. And then at the end of the day, they start calculating how many stops that they could get on the Dolphins' offense. Then that diagnosed as a possible win in a Red River shootout. Well, I think they definitely have to uh, control the run. We'll find out uh, Sunday night when they're in New England taking on the Patriots. Uncle, but what Luke, happened to the, what happened to the Raiders? The, the Raiders won. I'm going to. I want to go to a Raider <laughs> game now that I got a couple girlfriends in in uh, Vegas. I want to go to a game well, you, with you. You you let me know and then we'll go. We'll be there. We'll, and then we'll go from Vegas to Miami just to make a stop, and we'll eat in the lounge at the airport. And then we'll take another plane from Miami to Medellin. No, 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 no. We'll go from Vegas. We'll go from we'll go from Colorado, Boulder, with my Buff Nation, Deion Sanders. You ain't asked me about that. Still winning, baby, with all the haters coming after him. But at the end of the day, we'll go over there, and then we'll go to Vegas. How and, about then, that? and then you drop your girlfriends off and come with me to Medellin because you won't need them here. No, 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 no. <laughs> I got to go back to football practice on Monday. <laughs> Uncle Luke, Luther Campbell, um, it's always good chatting with you on a Luke Tuesday, and we'll talk again soon. I think the phone got disconnected. All right, that's all the time I got for this Tuesday. We'll do it again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.